What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the ABL podcast. Um, we're going to be talking some NBA, NFL draft, and get into a little bit of the celebrity boxing with the Jake Paul knockout on Ben Askren last night. Um, yeah, but I guess uh, I'm, I'm here with Aiden, and I guess we'll just get right into it. Um, so I feel like not too much has gone on in the NBA that, like, crazy shifts in, like, power or anything um, in terms of like how we feel about teams, except for right now, uh, the Jamal Murray injury, that's just such a disappointing injury. Cause I think we're all really, at least I know I love watching the nuggets are like just such a fun team to watch. And I was really hoping that uh, they can make a deep playoff run. And I thought they actually had a chance to go to the finals too, especially with the Aaron Gordon. Um Aaron Gordon edition and with the way Jokic is playing and he's just such a fun player that I was going to be rooting for them to make it out of the West. Um, so I think that makes things a little bit, quite a bit less interesting in the West, um, but there's still great teams that are going to have great series, but it just takes one of those top tier teams out, which is really disappointing. Um, I mean, as a Lakers fan, it makes our path easier, but um, no, I mean, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. I think Jamal Murray is such a key part of that team. And um, I don't know, the, like the, the Nuggets are, I think, probably the scariest team. I think they're scarier than the Clippers, personally. Like, I'm more scared of them. And I don't know. I, I, it just sucks to see because you want to see those small, small market teams like make a run. And um, just as like a general NBA person, like general NBA fan. But it, it sucks to see that. For sure. Yeah, especially when you have such a, like a, a unique player having such a good year like Jokic, just this kind of like is just so unfortunate because it takes away a year that he could he had a team where they could seriously make a run. And it's just taking one of those years away from him in his prime where he'll be able to like compete for the title. So I just think that just things. And while, of- while we're talking about the Lakers, do you still not fear the Suns at all? Like. He still have no respect. Do, but, like, I don't know. It's tough to say, though, because, like, AD and LeBron have been out, and we all know what they're going to be like when they come back. I just think they're honestly resting. They know that we can make the playoffs. And I, I, I'm I'm not really that fearful of the Suns. Like, I, I, I got trust in our team. I got trust in LeBron. Like, it, it's LeBron James at the end of the day. When it's playoff time, you know, LeBron's going to turn it up a different notch. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to doubt them, but I still think the Suns definitely have, like, I think they have a chance to make it out of the West for sure, Um, along with the Clippers. Like, just as much as I think the Clippers have, I think the Suns are right there. Yeah, if not more. Uh, Yeah, actually, yeah, if not more. Probably more, actually. I think I like the Suns better than the Clippers to make it out. I'm not really, like, I don't fall in love with the Clippers this year. I don't really think they're – obviously, they're a good squad, but they – I don't know. They're a little disappointing to me. And, like – I don't know. Paul George has like been battling that toe injury. I mean, it should be cleared up by the playoffs, but it's like, I don't know. It's, it's not, they're not a team that I feel like obviously they have a chance because they have Kawhi and Paul George and they have talent, but they're not a team that I, I really feel like um, is, I definitely would not back them to, to make it out of the West. I don't think it's going to happen, but Still, obviously, a chance. Uh, speaking of Jokic, uh, where do you see him in the MVP race right now? I see him at the top of the list. Uh, top, and then who do you got behind it? JoJo? Um, or Luke? Luca? Nah, I, probably 
probably Embiid. Um, yeah, probably Embiid. I feel like – I mean, I don't know exactly how many games he's missed, but um, still it's like even though he's missed games, his, his team has been so great and his impact has been great. I will say <laughs> – I thought it was really whack of him to um, say that he should be the defensive player of the year when, in my opinion, the actual defensive player of the year is on his team in Ben Simmons. So I don't know why he said that. Uh, but, yeah, I think MVP-wise, I think that he's probably the one I would have second. Luca, yeah, Luca's up there too. But I, right now I think it's it's Jokic. Um, I, I would hear, like, arguments for JoJo if, like, people had him. But, but I, I think that – for a lot of people, it's it's Jokic right now for most people. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah. I think there's a little bit, little bit of a Dan Lillard in the mix in that conversation, but I think it's pretty much down to JoJo or uh, Jokic. Yeah, D- Dame's been – he's been awesome too. The season he's having, I, I mean, I think, yeah, it's just – it's been awesome. Him and, like, Steph have just had, like, such burdens for their teams, and it's just to, like, carry their teams this year and – they've just really stepped up and done a great job. Like just both just going off. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Embiid only has 38 games played right now Um, with how many games to go. It's, it's like another month to go um, left in the year. So I guess I'd still have him up there, but I think just because of those games played, Jokic just played like almost every game. So um, I think definitely because of that, it has to be Jokic, the way his team's performing and just the stats he's putting up, especially in the clutch. He's he's so good in the fourth quarter because he can just slow it down and like score so effortlessly. And then it just it feels like he could score whenever he wants, but he's just always just so good at finding like the cutters or the open man as well. It's like kind of when LeBron goes in the post and it's like at the team, they everybody panics on the other team. They don't know. They don't want to move anywhere because they know the second they take a step, LeBron's going to hit the open guy that they stepped away from. It's like he has that kind of effect, I think. And that's just – that's what I like to see out of an MVP is like a guy who can take over late in a game like that. Right. I would agree. Um, All right. Well – We got Celtics around. I mean – Yeah, the the Celtics – I also want to touch on the Celtics because they have the best record since the all-star break and, and have really turned it around. Um, they had the Evan Fournier edition, but that he's been hurt and he hasn't really been doing too much, but then they also add Jabari Parker. But really, I think the story of this turnaround has, has been um, number one, their de- defense uh, and especially uh, number one, their defense. Number two, I think Marcus Smart has stepped up um, and started playing better. And because he was not having a very good year at all, I thought I felt. And um, lately, his his energy has just been huge, and he's just he's been making shots that he he needs to make, hitting some threes, um, and not taking as many you know Marcus Smart shots where it's like he just for some reason thinks he's like Kobe out of nowhere, like for a possession, um, and just takes like some terrible shot. But also Jason Tatum has just – he's been going off. Um, since the All-Star break, he's averaging 30 points a game, I believe, and has just – he had that 53-point game against the Timberwolves. He just had last night – he had 44 against the duel, just going back and forth with Steph Curry in a, in a big game, primetime. Um, and I just – 
I just been more than impressed with what he's doing and he's, he's really ascending to that superstar level. I feel like, um, so I, I mean, this, the Celtics, they've given me hope again. Um, and yeah, I, I think that they can win some series and be a dangerous team in the playoffs in the East. Uh, I think they could be a serious threat to all the teams that aren't the Nets if they're healthy. Yeah, I was about to say. I was about to say, chill out about the Nets. I mean, if the Nets are healthy, they are. Yeah, I mean, if the Nets are healthy, it's it's really hard to argue that they aren't going to be the team. But um, you know, like, I, could, I, could Celtics, I could see the Celtics. You know, who, it depends on who they're matched up with. But like, yeah, I mean, I feel like the Celtics are, are matched up better than most of the teams, besides maybe the Bucks. But. I, think, I think the Celtics could beat the Bucks. Oh, I think we could, yeah. But I mean, I mean, matching up against the Nets, I think the Bucks match up really well against the Nets, um, just like defensively. But um, I think the Celtics do; they match up pretty decent. Honestly, all of them do on the defensive end. But you know, you're never, no matter how good a, you are at defense, you're not gonna really stop those three guys, um, which is the problem, obviously. Uh, and I honestly, I really hope we get to see Celtics versus the Sixers because I really want to see, like because we've kind of owned the Sixers uh, in the last couple of years. And so I, I, I'd really like to see if this Sixers team that just seems like it just has more juice, more energy, like just a better squad around them um, with Doc coaching. I'd like to see see that series and, and see how that goes, because I think it could be a really fun series. I mean, there's really fun series on both sides. I think playoffs is going to be pretty crazy this year. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I think – I don't know. I mean, it's tough because this is like a very, very um, – there's a lot of good teams, I would say, this year in the NBA, like more than most. Like there's like – like even some of these like six, seven, eight, like the Knicks I think are a fantastic team. And they're Yeah, like, they're a solid team. Like they're six seed. Like think about that. Like the Eastern Conference has some teams. So this is going to be interesting playoffs. But obviously, Nets Lakers are favorites if they're healthy. But you never know. You honestly never know this year. Oh yeah, Nets Lakers, but there's so many teams that are good enough to to give it a challenge, give them a challenge because it's it's not like the years where it was like ca- the Cavs were just it was just obvious that they were gonna yeah. and the Warriors were just obviously gonna walk through and like what did they they both almost swept all the way through I think one of them lost one game like <laughs> one of the years so it's it's not like that I mean anything could happen it could, it's it, right I mean I don't know we see. I mean, even the even the Heat have potential to give a team a good series. Um, I don't yeah, think actually you don't. Run, but... like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't know. It's been nice having that break away from the guaranteed. We all know we're just waiting for the finals. It's been nice having that break. Um, and then yeah, but and then there's the Hawks. But I definitely they're they're like, are they the four seed right now? I think they're, 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 they're I think they're ahead of the Celtics in current standings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it right now. They're they're fourth right now. They're same win percentage as the Celtics. They must have like um, maybe like a head-to-head game or something. Um, I'm not sure how they do those tiebreakers, but yeah, I mean, I don't see, I honestly don't see them as a legit threat to beat anyone in a series personally. Um, I don't either. They're just, yeah, they're just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not the biggest Trey Young believer. Obviously he's a phenomenal offensive player. I wish he would be less score first and more uh, pass first kind of like how James Harden is right now in the Nets. Um, I think that would really suit him because he's just such a great passer. But, yeah, I don't see them as a serious threat. All right. 
so now do we want to get into the draft? Yeah. Uh, what are you thinking for uh, for QBs? I mean, I think that Lawrence and – I think it's clear that it's um, Lawrence and Zach Wilson at the top. I think that's clear. And then there's been a lot of debate about who that next best guy is. I think that the 49ers are going to do go with Mac Jones because um, – I just think he's like a guy who can kind of step in immediately and, and play well, where I would say Justin Fields, who I guess there's been some buzz that maybe he'll be number three because of the pro day pictures and stuff like that. Um, I think he definitely has a higher ceiling and, and potential than, than Mac Jones does because he's got like the cannon arm and he's got a uh, great speed at quarterback, but I think he's might be somebody that, might need like a couple years to develop um, in the league and the 49ers are, are in win now mode and they just need a quarterback really um, in my opinion. But so i I think that that's where they're going to go. I think that would be the right choice as well. Um, it sounds like Justin Fields, there's a lot of buzz about him slipping, but now it almost feels like he's getting like hyped up again. So I, I really have no clue where he's going to go. I guess, the Falcons are an option. Um, teams could trade up too, but yeah, I mean, and then and then there's Trey Lance, who I think he might be the one that actually ends up slipping, um, opposed to instead of Fields. But we'll see. I mean, it sounds like the the way a lot of the mocks are are drawing it up, it sounds like there's they a lot of people think that they might go one through four at quarterback, which. It'd be pretty crazy. I think the Bengals in a number fifth pick, they'd basically have because they're not, they were never going to be looking for a quarterback. They'd just be, they'd have literally their choice of whoever they could get the best position player. Um, it sounds like they might go Jamar Chase. I think I would rather go with Pitts if I had that pick, if I were them, or Sewell. Sewell? Uh, Am I yeah. saying that wrong? It's Sewell. Sewell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'd rather go with that because they're, I mean, their O-line is horrendous. All we saw was Joe Burrow run around last year for his life in the, in the backfield until he got hurt. Um, well, what do you think about the QBs, though? So, obviously, I think those two are a lock. Uh, a lock to go one, one, two. Lawrence and uh, Zach Wilson. I, for some reason, I might be – people call me weird for this, but I do love Justin Fields as a prospect. I'd rather have him than Zach Wilson, personally. Really? I think that's crazy, to be honest. I think Zach Wilson is a superstar, and it's like, yeah, I think he's going to be a superstar. I really do. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's fair. I've never been the biggest Mac Jones believer, but, dude, like watching that Clemson game, uh, Justin Fields, um, when he gets hurt and he's able to throw freaking dimes. Like that was one of the most impressive games I've ever seen from a quarterback. I do think he has a lot of potential. He has a high ceiling. I don't know if he's the guy to, you know, he may not be the guy that can step in right away because there's always that concern about his decision-making, his reads. He wouldn't hit the checkdowns that much. But I do think you can, like, develop him. So maybe he's not the guy for the Jets, per se. Maybe that maybe they like Zach Wilson because they feel more comfortable with him stepping in. But I think Justin Fields. Justin Fields is the higher ceiling other than – he has a higher ceiling other than Trevor Lawrence, I think. I think that Zach Wilson does personally, just because I think we see what we see Aaron Rodgers and we see like Patrick Mahomes make these crazy plays because they got just great arms that are like almost so flexible that they can just throw at like crazy angles and on the run. And the thing 
that like we see them roll out and throw on the run all the time, buy more time. And Zach Wilson's ability to throw on the run, I feel like, is just so elite already. Um, I mean, and, Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is just as good. Or like he's up, he's around that. I mean, Justin Fields, I think, has great potential. But I think I really think that Zach Wilson is almost a lock to be a phenomenal quarterback in the NFL, just as much as Trevor Lawrence. Seriously. I do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, who, it's tough to tell. No, yeah, but Justin Fields has potential. He has potential if he can develop right, if he if he can make I just right. Think, to be honest, the only thing I really think Justin Fields needs to work on is just decision-making. I mean, yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell he, you if he, he can, like, really, had, um, he can really work with that, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's something that develops over time, can develop over time. Um, think about how young he is and stuff, and, like, when, when he gets into an NFL system, too, like – continuing to just practice with the NFL guys. He's definitely not going to be a guy I think that can go in right away, but I think you, you can work with him, but, but that's what I was saying. Like, that's who I like as prospects. Now, as we go to thinking about the scenarios, like the jets from the jets, obviously I'm not going to take Justin Fields because he's not going to be able to be ready right away. And we're going to need to develop somebody. So I guess Zach Wilson, they're going to take, but I don't know. I, I, I do like Justin Fields as a prospect more, but but anyways, then we're gonna go to the Niners. Now I think they should take. Well, first, like, why did they even do that trade? Looking back on it now, I thought it would have been a great idea to get like a Sam Darnold type of QB, something like that. So like, when you see him go to Carolina, it's almost like, what were they doing? Like, why were they? Why were they going up to three just to take Mac Jones? Like, yeah, Mac Jones had a phenomenal year, but there's still questions around Mac Jones. Was he that great because of how amazing his O-line was? He had Devonta Smith. He had, like, Jalen Waldo, even though he was hurt for a little bit. Like, was he that good because of his um, resources around him and just the fact that his team was far better than everybody else? Who knows? I didn't think his pro day was that impressive. I don't know if you saw any of the, the – um, I didn't really look at his pro day. But – uh, and like his, Some of his inaccuracies were really questionable, I thought. Like, I just – Trey Lance I'm not a big believer in. Yeah, I'm not huge on him, although he does have, like, he does have potential, but I, I probably wouldn't draft him in the top ten. I wouldn't. Dude, he played one game and, like. Yeah, he it's it's tough to. It's I mean, he obviously has some talent. Yeah, but, I'm not disputing that. He Look, dude, he, he could have a chance to be all pro, pro bowler, high caliber quarterback, but I don't know. it. He's like the he's the most risky option, I think. By far. I think it's super risky to draft him in like the top. Like wow. if I'm the Falcons, I'm not. I'm sticking with Matt Ryan. Uh, if I'm the Falcons, I'm probably not gonna. I wouldn't draft a quarterback. Um, but I mean, you also don't know if you're ever gonna be what when you'll be this high and have an opportunity to take like a really good QB prospect. But um, also, I, I would I, say I also think with the way the the everything's trending, like. I wouldn't worry about like not having the chance to get a QB prospect. You don't know what's gonna happen. They, I mean, like yeah, they they still need to rebuild. They're they got to pretty much start from not scratch. But like, I mean, Julio and Matt Ryan. I think, Ryan they, need, I think they need to worry about other pieces before worrying about quarterback. Yeah, they got a lot of holes to fill there. I think. Um, but but going back to what you said about Sam Donald, I mean, I think the jury is still really out on him. I mean, he did. Although it wasn't a great team and and we can hate on Gase as much as we want, he did have a lot of opportunity. Um, and there were definitely some good things that you have to like from what we saw. But I think it's really out on if he's a good quarterback or not. And 
I agree though that I think it was a lot to trade up for Mac Jones there. They traded Mac, well because they're going Mac Jones against the Fields, right? I mean, it's pretty much down to those two. So like to do yeah. that, to do that, it's just like I don't know. Like these guys aren't like shoe and like talents. Like these guys are not Trevor Lawrence. These guys, yeah. Exactly. If they could have gotten one of those first two guys, I would have really liked the move. But you're, I mean, it's a lot. You, the Niners need to get their quarterback if they, if Jimmy G is not a guy they believe in, which it appears he is not. Um, so if he's, they need to get their QB if he's not that guy. But well, because the they're so to win a Super Bowl right yeah, now, the reason why I said Sam Darnold is just because everybody knew who's on the block. I didn't think he was like in a very, he wasn't a very expensive quarterback. Like you didn't have to trade, I think, a whole lot for him. Um, and like, I think he has a lot of potential. Like we, like you said, the jury's still out. Like for all we know, he's not it, but I'm a, I'm a Sam Donald believer. I think he's going to be great in Carolina with Joe Brady. And I think that the talent around him is great. So I think he's going to, he's in a good situation, but yeah, it's just, tr- just trying to get those two quarterbacks. I don't know. It seems a little iffy to me. I mean, yeah, I, I think he'll, okay, have- what else is on the market though for like QBs? Like anybody free agency? Not really. Not really. Like, I mean, like, I don't know. It's, Garoppolo is like the only guy I can think of that's a like a, an available QB right now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and I've heard like buzz about maybe the Patriots trying. I I hope we do not do that personally. I'm not a huge Garoppolo believer. But yeah, I do think Donald will have success um, in the Panthers' offense. They'll obviously look better because I do believe in Joe Brady and he has great weapons there. I think the biggest fear for the Panthers has to be him having like a good year where like they resign him to like a decently long contract and like, they're kind of like, this is our guy. And then it turns out maybe he's just like not going to reach that level that they need him to reach. But I mean, as, yeah, if I'm the Falcons, I personally am, am going with Kyle Pitts. I think that guy could be great. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase, like either one of those. Yeah, they're both great, but I just the reason I say Pitts is just because of um, positional scarcity, I guess. Because uh, I feel like wide receivers, there's so many good wide receivers coming out every single year in the draft that you can get, not that you don't have to pick them this high. Um, and tight ends like this don't come around like often at all. I feel like because um, I, I mean, we saw last year Justin Jefferson got drafted, and he was. Wasn't he like the last pick of the first round or something like that? He no, was like he's late. Point third, I think. Yeah, he was like later. So it's it's no, not like I, the I these topics, but I guess the argument is Jamar Chase was the best receiver on a team with Justin Jefferson. Look how good Justin Jefferson is. Look, either way, I think they're making a good choice. Like I wouldn't, I, if I'm the Falcons, I think either one of those picks are going to be great. Or if Penasul's there, maybe you take him. I don't know. They're both studs. Yeah. Sewell, I, I mean, I'm I, not I sure. Think Bengals, I think the Bengals are stupid if they don't take Penasul, though. I think he's like Anthony Munoz type talent. You, you do? Really? Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm just that... he's like phenomenal. Probably the best O line prospect we've seen in our lifetime. Really? You think better than Quentin Nelson prospect? Oh, yeah. No, no, you're right. Well, let me take that back. Let me take that back. I think he's up there, though. I think he's yeah, definitely. definitely up there. I think it would be a, I think that's a pick. I would want them to make, but if they're, if they like have the choice at Pitts or chase, like I said, I, I lean towards Pitts, but I think that that getting a tackle, I mean, you need a tackle and you can have that guy there for Burroughs entire career, potentially like that could be 
which how bad their O-line is right now and what we saw, like you need, are we ever going to get Joe Mixon O-line to run behind? Are we ever going to, like we need, and you need to protect Burrow. So I really hope that's the way they go. Um, So I feel though also, I've been hearing a lot of buzz in the first round that the Steelers might pick, um, are, are going to pick Najee Harris, I believe, at 22. Um, is that, do you know what pick that the Steelers have? Um, they are at the 24th pick. So I've been hearing that they are going to go with Najee Harris probably. Uh, at least that's what it seems like most people think, which – I personally would not like that pick at all. Uh, you don't think Najee Harris is number one? I don't think he's the best running back in the draft. I think Etienne. Is, I think yeah. I think Etienne is better. Um, I think Najee Harris is. I mean, he's just he's Najee really, Harris is so good, bro. Like, there. Have you seen tape of Najee Harris? I don't think I would draft. I wouldn't draft a running back in the first round this year. First I mean, off at all. Yeah, I mean, but I don't think think it's Najee Harris and it's not even a cool question. Or maybe it's a question, but I think it's ETN. I think Najee's really slow, but I mean, his pass catching ability is really is really good. Um, And obviously, he's just like a big body. Um, But I think ETN is just he's got like the speed to make big plays. And I just think he's like a really well-rounded, awesome running back. But like, I'm just thinking. I don't know if Najee Harris – I personally feel like Najee Harris is no better of a prospect than Josh Jacobs. Um, In fact, I'd say Josh Jacobs is probably a better prospect. And he went with, like, the one of the last picks of of the first round. Um, And even that, it's like, I don't know – I don't see why you should be giving this kind of investment to a running back um, just because – First off, in this draft, I think you can get one of the very solid, the guy from LSU or one of the UNC guys, uh, or not LSU, from Louisville, or one of the UNC guys in, like, the second or third round, potentially. And I think – I'm going to be honest. Those guys are legit. Yeah, they're legit running backs, and I think they can step in and do great. I I understand the need for the Steelers. Like, they need a running back because they don't have Connors, or they're not going to have Connors, and – and there, it's not like they're backups. And Connors himself wasn't, I didn't think, wasn't that good. Um, they So they need a running back, but I just don't feel like they need to invest that first-round pick in a running back. I don't think it's smart to invest that first-round pick in a running back. And, I mean, I don't necessarily see them as, like, contenders. I mean, they have an ability to maybe, because of their defense, like, make some noise. But – it felt like last year that huge undefeated streak they started off on, it felt like kind of a facade. And I think everybody knew it was kind of, eh. yeah. Yeah. Not at first, but eventually. Um, and, and it's like, I feel like they're the third best team in their division. So I really don't see them as contenders. So why do you need to invest in this running back and tick him? Like, cause they don't last long. Running backs don't last long in this league. They even even when they get to their second contract, it's not like you're going to get diminishing returns every year once they get to that second contract. So I really don't think that that would be a smart pick. Um, and yeah, I don't know. You, you disagree or. 
No, I agree. I, did, I mean, I don't know what they should go with. They'd be a team, honestly. Wouldn't be a bad idea to think about quarterback. Yeah, definitely not. Um, maybe even moving up. But maybe – Because they're a team that could get Lance. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like a Trey Lance. Like maybe go up to like 15th or something. I don't know. They, it depends on if he slides or not. Or during the draft to make a move. Look, those – the UNC running back and Javion Hawkins, like from Louisville, those guys are very good. Like, they're very, very good. So, I don't think they have to get Najee Harris, but I wouldn't say – I wouldn't go as far as say, like, Najee Harris is slow or – He's definitely a slow running back. He will be one of the slowest – one of the slowest starting running backs in the NFL for sure. I don't know. His, his game tape, he's – I think he's great. I think I think he's very, very good. But that's just me. I'm not saying he's, he's bad. I'm not saying I don't like him. I honestly – but I will say that I like uh, Hawkins just as much, honestly, from, from Louisville. Or almost just as much. Yeah, just as much. I really do. But um, that's why – but, I mean, it's not like I think Hawkins should be in the first round. I don't think – I wouldn't draft any of these running backs in the first round. I wouldn't draft – I think it's not a smart football move to draft a running back in the first round for the most part. I understood, like, when the Chiefs did it last year and stuff because – I mean, they were just so stacked at the time um, that it's like, let's just add another weapon. Why not? But, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a good running back class, but I don't necessarily think – like, the, none of these guys are on, like, that super level of, like, a Zeke or, a, or when, like, they were coming out of Zeke. or I don't even think any of them are on – I think, like, maybe they're Josh Jacobs level, maybe, uh, but – I don't know. I'm against the philosophy of picking a guy like that in the first round. I mean, you don't have to, or late first round. Like, I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I, that's what I would say. It's not a horrible idea. I personally wouldn't do it, but like, I think Najee Harris is by far the best running back. I mean, yeah, and obvious. I mean, I disagree, but obviously, the Steelers need to address yeah. that running back they position. Address, they need to address that position. Yeah, for sure. And then as far as my Patriots, I hope they get one of like the UNC guys or Hawkins or, or, or someone like that, another running back, because I really want them to add another running back. Cause I don't want Harris, although I really like him. I think he's a good running back. I don't want us to just run him into the ground. I want to like still have a split if we can get another guy that's really solid uh, just to keep them fresh and, and so that they don't slow down at the end of the year going in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. You, you, you're not going to be happy if they take Mac Jones, if they trade up for Mac Jones? No, I, I would I would like that. I'd be fine with that. Um, you're a Mac Jones guy. I mean, I'm not necessarily a Mac Jones guy, but I definitely think he's a solid prospect. Um, I don't think – I see a lot of comps to, like, Matt Ryan, um, who I think is a great quarterback, but I really I, – I mean, I wouldn't be mad at that. For a little while, there's some hype about maybe the Patriots possibly getting Justin Fields, which I think would be really exciting. Um, just because I don't know, it, it would just be super exciting. I'd also really like to see there's buzz, been buzz about them possibly getting Waddle, which would be fun, but it just doesn't feel like a pick Bill Belichick's gonna make. I feel like we'll probably end up picking like a linebacker, like a, a D end or something, or a D tackle. Um, if I were to guess, uh, what do you what do you think about the quarter, the cornerback situation? Do you think uh, Jace Warren is like the best cornerback 
Majority. So it's him or, or the Alabama guy from Alabama, right? Uh, yeah, Patrick Sertan. I personally think that they're both going to be good. I I like I like both of them, but I mean, I think JC Horn might have just a little bit more potential to be like that speedy lockdown guy. Um, I've been he- seeing some stuff which I think would be really interesting of of possibly the uh, Washington getting like one of these guys which with how good their like D line is, I think that could be just their defense would just be so suffocating. Cause it's just insane. Um, and I think that would be a really cool addition. And honestly, I think that they could be a serious team if they got someone like that, if they make the right pick this year, I think they could be a serious team, even with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, I mean, I don't think is necessarily bad. Um, I think he'll be an upgrade from what they had last year, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, they're actually a team. Washington is a team that I, I'm pretty optimistic about going into this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm not just that division is just not good. It's not, but I think that they have so much talent on defense. And Terry McLaurin and, and Curtis Samuel, I think, is a legitimate, serious duo um, oh, on offense. And they have Gibson as well. I just think they have a lot of pieces in place. Where if they just add a few guys, that they could they could be a legitimate team that could make a run and like start to look towards being like a real contender. Maybe not this year. I, I wouldn't say this year, but you know, in, in next year or maybe the year after that, like they could be a legitimate contender. I think. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So, anything else about the draft you want to talk about? Not really. Do you want to get into the celeb fight? Yeah, what, what are your thoughts? Um, so, well, Jake Paul knocked out Ben Askren in the first round pretty early with a, with a uh, straight right. Um, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on, on this whole Jake Paul celebrity boxing deal going on? I don't know. I don't know if I want to say it's rigged, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Askren got like, a, like an NDA to like, from Jake Paul's team just to like, eat a punch and like get knocked out or something like that or just like like I don't know it seemed like he really did not give he didn't really care about this fight and I don't know he it's like it seemed like he didn't train it seemed like he just showed up and just like I'm here to make a bag I don't really care and he even kind of talked about it beforehand he was like look if I do beat him like I don't even want to be like a celeb like that I don't know he's just to me, this whole Jake Paul thing, everyone's hyping him up. Like, he's actually, like, legit, legit, legit. Look, he has skill. Nobody's denying that, but he's not, like I, – I guess he's a pro boxer, but he's not, like, pro boxer to me. Like, we haven't really even seen anything out of Jake Paul. His resume is not impressive to me. I don't think his resume is impressive at all. Oh, I totally agree that it is not an impressive resume at all, but um, like he has, he can, like, he can throw a good punch. Like don't like, he has a good right hook. Like he can defend a little bit, but dude, like we haven't even seen any like boxing film. Like if we're being honest, like dude, yeah. like we don't even know if he's a good boxer or not. Like I'm serious. Like I'm genuinely serious. Like I have no idea if he's a good boxer. Yeah. I mean, how, how can you, because he hasn't faced anyone who is even a, a, decent boxer yet yeah, that's like, what I'm yes, saying. like, like yes he's demoralized the people he's faced he's he's crushed them yeah but, but are they impressive like an Isan gib is a british fifa youtuber who like yeah he's kind of a bot like you've yeah. got <laughs> Nate robinson, Nate robinson dude look like I mean, how tall is Nate robinson five nine yeah 
Yeah, he's 5'9". I think Nate Robinson was like 170. He had to gain 20 pounds just to be in the same like weight class for that fight. So obviously, yeah, he also didn't look like he trained. Weight. Huh? He looked like he didn't train at all. Yeah, he looked like he was like a street fight. And if it was a street fight, I'm sure Nate Robb would have won. Yeah, well, but yeah, that's it totally different. Kind of street fight. And then Ben Askren, dude, he just didn't really care. It literally, it literally looked like he didn't train and he just wanted to get a bag. Have you been seeing the um? The videos I've been seeing videos and it's like Robbie Lawler on top of him knocking him with oh, like yeah. elbows Dude, and punches like, and he doesn't go out he's like fine he's like okay recovers winning the fights too yeah he, and he recovers like, wins the fights and then in this it's like he gets hit with one punch and he's he's out I mean I also can I just say I think that the the referee should have let it continue I think it should have been. It felt a little dumb and lame that. I mean, I can understand why. I can understand. I mean, he why popped he right back up. That's that's my problem with it. Is he popped right back up? And I mean, maybe he, the result would have just the same thing would have just happened right away. But I would have liked to see what would have happened there. I mean, it's like either like the re- <laughs> it could be rigged potentially just because I wouldn't be I, I, yeah that's why I said I wouldn't be surprised if there was some NDA contract that was on the side that Ben Askren signed that was presented by Jake Paul and his team I wouldn't be surprised that's all I'm gonna say yeah it just seems seem too easy for him to put a legitimate a guy who's had a legitimate career in MMA and take like literally gotten the, that can eat punches yeah. <laughs> like without the more gloves. Than just punches like more than just punches yeah elbows like elbows and i mean yeah i i and definitely the fact that he was smiling too after i was like dude, I, I was honestly happy for he's ben smiling because he knows what his bank account's gonna look like after when yeah. he got home and checks <laughs> i think it's now what does jake paul do are they gonna give him somebody like somebody real? I feel like he's just gonna try and um, fight like another, make another celebrity fight. I know like the Dylan Dennis thing is like that's a little. I don't know how I feel about Dylan Dennis. Dylan Dennis is he's off his rocker. He he was saying he legitimately said in an interview last week that in a street fight he like beats Francis Ngannou or something like that. It's like, dude, like relax. Francis Ngannou can literally kill every human on earth with his bare hands. So actually, I did. I will say, I, I mean, I don't know. Do you see that Ngannou and Fury want to box? Yeah, I, I did see that. That would be interesting. Fury would definitely win. I think. Yeah. No, dude, Fury's the best heavyweight. Different. Before. Fury's yeah. Fury's just an elite boxer. It's in July. Oh, you know, in July, the Fury's fighting Joshua in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah, that's actually that's really exciting. Um, I'm excited for that. That'll be like that. That will say. I know you're not a boxing guy, and you find it a little bit. Eh, no, that that's one I will definitely be tuning in for for sure. Yeah, and uh, but I don't know. I did. I did see something though about like Jake Paul saying I want to fight Tommy Fury, and it can be Tommy Fury and Jake Paul, and then the other fight would be Michael Hunter versus uh. Tyson Fury, I don't know. That was just weird to me. I don't know how I feel about that. I saw, I saw him trying to fight Fury's brother as well. He would lose. Yeah. Um, if Dude, he, he's like McGregor, like you know how Jake Paul is. Like he's like, oh McGregor, this, that. Like McGregor's fighting Dustin Poirier, and I think McGregor would actually like destroy Jake Paul. Like, McGregor would hit him with a left hand, and his head would fall off. He'd hit him with a left hook, and his head would fall off. My thing is, I don't even like. 
like Jake Paul's ass, but like I don't hate him. I just like don't understand how people are fans of him. Me neither. Like I don't really get it. Like he's just like he's not even, persona. Like, I mean, obviously, what he's putting on is an act. Everything he's putting on. Yeah. But it's like such an unlikable act, like intentionally because it stirs up controversy. But it's like, and it was really. Uh, he, and he did like on the face off. He did like the McGregor face off. Like, yeah, it's just, just like to it's me, so it's corny. It's corny. But like, how are people enjoy? Like, how do people like enjoy him? I do not. I like, mean, you, what is his fan? Twelve year old, right? It's got to be like five. No, I'm like serious. What do you think is the age range for his fans? It's got to be like eleven year olds to like fifteen. Yeah, I would say. I don't know. Like, people love him. Like, or I don't know. I don't know if people love him, but like, he has a big following. He has a huge following. He I mean, know, like, he definitely knows that like the way to be like the way to the way to be famous is to be as controversial as possible. No, yeah. I mean, he even said it. He even said he pit the entire MMA community against him so that they would all tune in to this fight, which I mean worked. And now he's got UFC <laughs> fighters like former. Uh, welterweight champion Tyron Woodley. He wants to fight him. That dude has power in his hands. I'd honestly like to see him rock him. Uh, but yeah, that, all the MMA fighters just probably really disappointed with Ben Askren. Um, I saw like Daniel Cormier say he was like disappointed. He was like, damn, now Jake Paul gets to pretend to be a real fighter for longer. <laughs> Stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know where they go with him next, Where who, who he's going to, like, try and fight. But, I, I mean, he, it is entertaining, and I'll probably look at it rooting for him to lose. So, I mean, he's he's got what he wants. I'm never going to pay for it ever, but. <laughs> Why would you pay for that? Like, that's just not enjoyable. Yeah, but, I mean, he's kind of started, like, a whole wave because now we got, like, there's, um like, that the tiktoker youtubers dude, dude it's literally Jake Paul is like jake paul jr yeah like that like all these guys are just hopping on this wave sucks they see the i don't know bryce it's, yeah I, mean, I don't like bryce Hall either at all but <laughs> i don't really know it's actually weird how much like more i'm start, like as i'm getting older like how much i'm liking these internet personalities less and less like, yeah. like, I mean, like, boys, it's, like, it's the I, ones that are like fake. It's like, you know? dude, even like Kyle from the Nook Boys, like, and Steve will do it. Like, I'm just not like, I don't like them anymore. They're just, yeah, it all just feels like an act. Those people, I will say though, like, I don't like Jake at all. I do like Logan Paul. I think he's, he doesn't. Fine. I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Like, I don't really listen to Impulsive. I'll listen to an Impulsive podcast though, or Impulsive clip before uh, Joe Yeah, Rogan. I listen to some clips and stuff. I'll listen to, I, I will actually listen. Like, I would prefer to like watch a clip of Impulsive over a Joe Rogan podcast. I mean, I mean, I think most people would just wouldn't, but that's fine. That's I mean, I'm, but everybody knows I'm not the biggest JRE fan. I'm not a big JRE guy. I'm huge on him. Really like him think he's got the most interesting podcast for sure but um yeah i mean i i mean logan paul just he, he like had that whole thing in japan where he filmed that dude who was hand from a tree and then like ever since then he's kind of like Humb- it humbled him it, yeah it exactly like, and he, and he seems, like motivated him way more genuine it made, i think it made him realize like dude like i can like lose everything so quick yeah like maybe just made him realize like what am i doing just like, yeah like yeah it made him realize like seeing all those responses is like 
Because he can do anything. Yes. Like, I need to change. Like, like at the end of the day, I'm a human. Speaking of that, though, speaking of Logan Paul, is that Mayweather thing ever happening? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't I heard know. like now it's getting pushed back because they want to like wait for fan like to get a stadium or something. But I feel like it's just I, never gonna happen. <laughs> I honestly have no idea. Me neither. I just feel like it's never gonna happen. Um, yeah, I mean that. I guess that, that's kind of it for for me. Um, anything else you feel like talking about? Or uh, no, not really. I mean. Hasn't been anything like too out there for me. Yeah, I mean, oh, uh, my Red Sox off to a hot start. Yeah, I will say, yeah, and oh, the Mookie Betts snag, that was insane. Yeah, it's just gross. He's just, it just hurts. He's number two. Though. He's still him. number two in the in uh, best baseball. He's the second best baseball player. Ah, uh, but it, it's kind of close. It's pretty close. I mean, they're both phenomenal. They're insane. They're insanely good. It's ridiculous how good they are. Be like I will never, ever, ever it's forget the Red Sox. And I'm not going to set this in stone because, like, I don't want – I'm don't. i not setting this in stone, but they could be the two best ever, like, talent-wise ever. Yeah, I, I mean, Mike Trout's been doing it. I know. Mike, Trout, Mike Trout's the best ever. Mike Trout's been crazy. doing it so consistently ever since he got in the league, right out the gate. It's games. actually bad. That's just on his way, though. He's been doing it. He's Who? been doing it the last four years. Who? Mookie, he's been on like a couple more years of this, and yeah, they're probably the two best ever talent wise. I mean, Mook, I mean, Mookie's two rings. The only thing is, like, Mike Trout doesn't have a ring, but that's also not a sport you can be like, ring is. Yeah, you can't be like, oh, he doesn't have a ring. It's like, Mike Trout could go four for four with three home runs and a double and like lose a game. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, they're both, it's just insane. Like, they're both just ridiculous five tool players. Like, can do everything on a baseball field that you could ever even dream. That's, of that's where I do get upset with the MLB is like, how come these players are not more marketable? Like you, do you got to understand like you're at a stage in the league where the talent is like, you have the number, arguably like the number one and number two best baseball players, like maybe ever talent wise, like maybe ever like some of the dopest highlights. And we hardly see it on social media. We hardly see like these players being marketed. It's like, what, what are we doing? Like it's Robin, what are we ridiculous doing? That they don't prop up Mike Trout. Like, how do they not? Like, I feel like because Mookie's in the, on the Dodgers, which is like you know one of the big, yeah, one of the big teams, big markets with the huge fan base. That like we see him a decent amount, but why are they not just? They should be the MLB so dumb. Like, like just, why is Mike? Tr- why is Mike Mike Trout just not being shoved down my throat on Twitter? Exactly, that's what I was gonna say. Like, we're like. For- they do, why is they, do why is he ball. they do it for LaMelo ball and he's not even like top. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's super one. exciting, but it's like exciting, but... baseball is, is not in the best spot because it's such a, it's become just a regional thing where like you root for your, your team and like you don't really pay attention to like the whole league. Most people I feel like, but it's like, if they want to change that, they got to market these guys that are actually They're not marketing yeah. one player. Like Shohei Itani should be like so much more marketed just because he's exciting. Yeah, he's, like, he's a super marketable pitcher and hits home runs. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, and you have you have guys that are very marketable. You have like Trevor Bauer. I feel like he's a very marketable guy. Um, I'm a like, big Bauer guy, but. I mean, I think he's a marketable guy. Just he's, market- he's definitely marketable. I think he's a guy. Um, you got like Aaron Judge, who they do market. I feel like he's the guy that they try yeah. and make the face of the league, but he's always freaking hurt. So, yeah. 
I mean, it's just really disappointing. Um, like sometimes it's just like, what are you doing? It makes MLB? me lose like the like the interest in baseball. It really does. Like watching the MLB. Yeah, I it's mean, I mean, it's like I said, it's regional. It's yeah, like 162 games. Like if it's on, I'll watch it. But it's not like I'm tuned in. That's why. That's why football is the best uh, sport. I would say that's why it's like the most entertaining and the most watched. Once a week on Sunday, it's like the perfect. It's the perfect set. Once a week, and because it's once a week and only seventeen games now. Every game is high stakes. Yo, every yeah, you can lose a game, and that could be the difference, like nine and seven and ten and six. Do it, did yes. I pick a wild card or not? A missed field goal at the end of game one could be the could be you missing the, the reason why. Yeah, the reason why, or you not getting home field advantage, and and that leads you to not making it as even like that in college football. Like even that, like one loss could like really affect you for the committee. Like to get. Oh home. yeah, you're you're screwed. You you could be screwed. If like one bad loss against a team you're not supposed to lose to. Yeah, like every game means something. Um. Oh, do you want to talk about soccer really quick? I don't know if you've been. Paying attention. Um, I can't say I've been paying attention too much, but y- you can go ahead. Real quick, I just want to say, Champions League has been interesting. Um, Bayern lost to PSG. Their coach is now their manager is now leaving. Um, after 18 months, because he's literally won everything at Bayern Munich. Yeah. Uh, like within 18 months. But uh, yeah, PSG's looking like, I mean, they face Man City, and whoever wins that's going to win the Champions League, I think. I mean, Chelsea is very good, but you never know. Yeah. No, Man City and PSG, I know that much that they're the best. Team. I think Man City is the best team. I said yeah, this. Point, I mean, dude, I'm a Tottenham fan, and I know it sucks with like Jose. I hope he gets fired. I hope he gets sacked. Like, like it's we're in a bad spot as a club, but I will say Kevin De Bruyne is like one of my favorite players ever, and he's so sick. And like Man City is just such. A, they're both like that will be a fun UCL matchup because they're both so entertaining. Like when PSG has the ball, like killing Mbappe is the fastest. Like there's so much fun to watch. Mbappe is like the fastest person ever. Mbappe, he's crazy. It's just his his speed just pops even and, like off soccer. Like soccer, like I feel like at least for me as like not a huge soccer fan, not a lot. <laughs> Pops, where I like see like this guy just being so much more elite than another guy, but like with him, it's like you can you can just tell it's just so clear. Like when he's just running by everybody. He's so fast and he's so good at school. He like does what I feel like, um, kind of like what Holland does, except he's just faster and more gifted, <laughs> more athletic. He's like better at dribbling, faster score. They're both killers, though. They're both cold, both bloody killers. And you could tell, though, at, like, an early age, like, this guy's going to be the goal. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, there's a stat, like, Erling Holland have, like, 11 goals at, like, at, on, like, a U18 team. Like, he, really? He's really good. Gross. Gross. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't really have anything else to say, but this Champions League has been interesting. I'm very excited for Man City PSG. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I guess that's a wrap on the podcast, and, uh, We'll talk to you guys some other time. Tune in next time. Peace. Peace.